The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Judean authorities sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered him, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the day we light the pink candle on the Advent wreath, an old tradition that reminds us that today is called in the Latin Gaudete Sunday. It is a reference to an ancient tradition where the introit, the hymn sung at the beginning of the service, began with that first word we heard from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. As a quick sidebar, Paul's writing today is the earliest Christian text that we have in all of scripture and all of the tradition. And he opens with that key word, rejoice. And then he says something completely radical and outrageous. He says, rejoice always. Yeah, right, Paul in the midst of a pandemic and political upheaval and a lot of suffering and uncertainty and political deadlock and terror and 
the darkness of the winter upon us. Rejoice always, he says. He gives it as a commandment, a way of being in the world. Just like, as he says elsewhere, always offer thanks. Paul is audacious, if nothing else. So is John the Baptist in today's opening from John's Gospel. Thursday, I got home after a busy day in the early evening, and I strode into the living room, and my daughter had on the TV, as you might expect in our household, some anime. And it was the perfect scene for me to walk into, because in this particular anime series, there was an enormous robotic spider looking fierce and menacing. And the heroine of the story, just as I walked in, was striding between its legs. The spider was growling fiercely, the big bully, obviously, of the story. The heroine just kept walking, and she said quite casually, oh, it's you again. And the spider was stunned into silence. What was there left to do? He didn't frighten her. That's something that our Jewish brothers and sisters might call chutzpah, right? But it is something that we are all called to today by the witness of John the Baptist if you remember the Gospel of John, it opens with a prologue that is positively cosmic, in which the word comes after it has birthed the entire universe, the light shining in the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. And then it shifts abruptly in today's reading to the story of John the Baptist. The author of John's Gospel puts John the Baptist in a particular place. He is across the Jordan, that is, in the wilderness of the Gentiles, outside of anything that might be regarded as civilized Israelite society of the day. And as you might venture a guess, the religious authorities in Jerusalem are shocked, surprised, even scandalized by his adaptation of the mikvah, the ancient ritual practice of bathing for purity. He has taken it and he is now using it for people who are not considered worthy of it, like soldiers and tax collectors and people who live at the margins of society. And so they send Pharisees out to him the Pharisees were the keepers of the good traditions and the good rituals. They were the guardians of the faith on the ground, if you will. They are the authorities. And a little bit like the heroine in that anime series that my daughter was watching, John the Baptist sees them coming and you can almost hear him say in the subtext, oh, it's you again, the bullies on the playground have arrived. And they engage in an ancient 
challenge and response exchange with John. At one point, as they challenge John, whether he is the Messiah or Elijah, John simply says to them, no. John reminds us again, as we were invited this week, that no can be a complete sentence. Again, the subtext is, oh, it's you again. What happens when we follow John's example at this time? Particularly in a day as the nights grow long, the days grow very short as we approach the solstice, when the news of the pandemic at times seems overwhelming, when the political news seems as crazy as it is frightening, there's a way in which we are called to say, oh, it's you again. Just like the experience of our ancient spiritual ancestors who were taken into exile yet again. The threat of dissolution, the challenge to identity, the constant ways that the powers of this world want us to be quaking in our, book, in our boots and to rule us through fear. Paul and John and all of the heroes of our tradition remind us we are to have chutzpah. We are to rejoice, to simply walk past the monsters in our lives. Because like the psalmist of old and like the prophet Isaiah, we remember that we belong to someone who is greater than all of that. Our God, who is coming to spring God's people from exile, Isaiah promises, who is coming to draw us back into our homeland, as the psalmist reminds us. A God who is coming among us, John the Baptist says, and who appeals to nothing of himself when he finally discloses who he is, but he points to the tradition itself in a way that the Pharisees probably recognized and probably grumbled into their beards over. Because how can you argue with the ancient prophet Isaiah? The voice of one crying in the wilderness Make straight the paths of the Lord. One is coming, John says, whom you do not know, and I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. The promise, the promise of Advent is coming this day as we light another candle to increase the light among us, to be reminded that we belong to God, to say all that would come to frighten and take us captive. Oh, it's you again. 
and move forward rejoicing in the love that is coming. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.